It's 7.39 and I have exactly 21 minutes to get this out. Tupac fan. Die hard. I don't know if you guys remember, well, I don't know if you're fans, but if you are, you probably remember he had a song way back called War Stories. We trade war stories. And in the song, he's he's talking about how he gets together with his boys and they kind of go back and forth over who did this, who did that, like whose hood is rougher, whose childhood was harder, who grew up poorer, poorer. I'm trading war stories, right? And um, I just liked it. I like that song. I like Tupac. And that's kind of, um, that's the title of today's podcast. Last night I was in class, and I'm taking a pharmacology class working towards my AODS certification. And as you can imagine, this class is full of recovering alcoholics and addicts that want to make a difference And so we're in there and we're talking about the effects of drugs and alcohol on the body, specifically how we ingest drugs and how drugs get into our system. And um, it never fails. It never fails when we get to a point where we can talk about some hardcore drug use. There's like half a dozen people in the class that, that take this opportunity to brag. And it's it never, ever, ever ceases to aggravate the shit out of me <laughs> because I you know I, I get it we, we all have a story we, we all have a past but sometimes the message comes and, and and I'm looking for the gratitude piece in there and I just can't find it I'll give you an example we're talking about um, different ways to and I, I'm gonna probably sound like an idiot right now because I never shot up did everything else, but I never did that. But we're talking about the different ways that you can get drugs into your system the quickest. Did you know that it's actually quicker to get it in by inhaling than it is than than um, by sticking the needle in your arm? I thought that the needle was the quickest way, but apparently it's not. The needle is the smartest way, right? If you want all of your shit to go straight to your brain and you don't want to worry about it evaporating into the ether, you know, the, the, the quickest way to do that is to just shoot it up. But anyway, we're talking and um, we get to a point where the, the instructor is talking about the dangers of shooting into certain veins. You know, the certain veins like the, the I guess, the carotid artery, the certain arteries that, that kind of have a straight shot to your brain and how you could, that's lethal to do that guy in the back shoots his hand up I've done it and I was like who who did that shit (laughs) I'm turning around like like who did it and through the whole class he just he's just identifies with this so much that he's bragging about it and it 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 becomes this 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 war story 
of um, his recovery war story of, that's that's worse than everybody else's, that's more dramatic than everybody else's. And um, I'm like, let's talk about that a little bit today. I believe that if you have been chosen, and sometimes we're chosen and sometimes we choose, but if if you, and, and then, <laughs> hold it, let me say that again, because I think, I think I said a mouthful right there. Sometimes we're chosen and sometimes we choose. If you have chosen to be kind of like a, a spokesperson and, and you want to get your story out there and, and you, you want to help others, here's a couple of tips because I think there's a, 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 there's a point where you can share and there's a point where your sharing becomes bragging, just like there's a point where we have speakers and motivators, speakers talk, motivators inspire. If, if, if you are going to take the mic at a meeting, let's talk about AA just for a minute, and you're going to share your story, at some point you've got to make sure that that story pulls your audience in, right? It should... It should be relatable, but you should also, it, it should also be believable, right? I mean, don't tell me that you used to drive around with, with kilos in, in your car and you never got busted and um, all your friends went to jail and you never did, or, or maybe you did go to jail, but nothing ever happened to you. I mean, let's just, let's, let's have a believable story. I, you know, I, I think that it's, for me, I like to feel a tiny, tiny hint of regret you know, I'm not saying that I want you flogging yourself <laughs> over 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 your sins, but I definitely want to want to feel like if you had to do it all over again, maybe you would have made some different choices. And I think I kind of want to know what those choices would have been. More than all of that, though, what I'm always looking for when I'm listening to a person and I'm 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 hoping to get some inf- inspiration from is I want a huge amount of gratitude. I want so much gratitude that it that it shows me that if I can stop and recognize where I am and express gratitude, there's hope for me. I love Les Brown, and I sometimes I will just I'll I'll YouTube his videos and I'll, I'll listen to his videos. He's got to be like one of the most inspiring speakers that I've ever heard. He talks a little bit about himself, but most of the time he talks about how he overcame his fears or his shortcomings or his mistakes. He he always talks about himself and then gives a solution or then gives an idea or then gives some type of inspirational um, passage from where he was to where he is now. That's how he inspires you. That's how he pulls you in, right? He says, listen, this was me. And this was probably you, but this is what I did to get here. And if you do this, you'll get there too. And that's why you listen to him. You listen to him because you you relate to where he's been and you believe that if you do what he did, you can get to where he is. You know, I was I was I was scrolling through the feed today on Instagram and I and I, I read someone's post and they were talking about how they're, they find themselves in a place right now where they're struggling, right? They're, they're struggling. They're kind of depressed. They, they, they don't feel like they're sleeping really well. 
And this person went to a meeting and, you know, they, they were looking for inspiration. You know, they, they were looking for a way to reconnect. And, you know, it's Instagram, so you're not posting every blow-by-blow blow play. So I don't know what happened at that meeting. I don't, I don't know if this person was able to connect or not. But I tell you what, if they showed up at a meeting and the person that was speaking was bragging about the exploits of, 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 of addiction, they didn't get nothing out of it. At least I doubt if they got anything out of it. If you're on the mic and you're bragging, you are wasting our time, right? may not be wasting your time, but you're wasting our time. Trade more stories, right? I was in a rehab. This is, I think it was my first time in crash. I was in crash twice, but the first time I was there, I lasted just under 30 days. And we were in a room and we were, um, there was a mic, you know, and, and our, our group leader was passing the mic around and everyone, I can't remember now what the topic was, but must have been share something about your past that you regret or share something about your recovery journey that um, you think um, you're, you're grateful for. And so everybody was grabbing the mic and they're passing it around and people were, were exchanging their stories. Well, I had I had never been in rehab before. This is my first time. And I had never been in a county-funded rehab, right? So they, and they made it a point to remind us every day, you are in a county-funded rehab, right? So in, in case you, you have your ass on your shoulders and, and you, you're coming in here feeling all arrogant, you are in a county-funded rehab, right? And that's kind of their theme. But I had, I had never been in, in a county-funded program at all. So I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of sitting in the cut, checking everything out. And the, and the stories are, are, are circulating. People are grabbing the mic. And, you know, one person talks about how there was this, this situation where the, the cops were called out to her house and, you know, they, they busted out the door and they came in and they confiscated all the drugs and CPS was called and her, her kids were, were taken away. And, you know, she spoke about 10 or 15 minutes about that. That was her story. And then a, a, a couple of passes and we get to another person and her story was maybe that bad and then some. You know, maybe instead of having two kids taken away, she had three kids taken away. And then maybe um, she was homeless for two or three months on top of that. And then we went two or three mics down and you get what I'm saying. Every, every third person, it's almost as if they were one-upping each other and almost glorifying what had happened when they were out in the streets. You know, it's like they, they, they talked about, you know, robbing people and um, getting high and, and doing all this stuff so much so that there was a sense of, of, of glorification of the lifestyle. And, and I never forget the group leader just walked up to um, this girl that was holding the mic and snatched it. And she was like, everybody just needs to shut up. Y'all are trading war stories. And I'm, I'm sick of it. You're in a county-funded program bragging about what you did when you were in the streets. That stuck with me. That stuck with me. I have, I've 
I've often been asked, um, even even in my blog, and you know, I, I don't blog often, um, but I, when I do, I, I don't write a lot. You know, probably maybe four or five hundred words, and that's it. I probably when it gets to the point where it gets really juicy, I put a period. I've I've never actually given my entire story anywhere. I have led one meeting at an AA um, group, and um, I mean, my, my story is long. I mean, there's no way that I could, could squeeze it in to an hour, but I remember that even on, on that day, I, I chose a very targeted piece of time and, and just talked about that, but when it got really, really, really to the painful parts, I put a period. And I was thinking about, you know, why do I do that? And I don't think it definitely isn't because I don't want to share. You know, I don't, I don't have a problem. In fact, if you have a question for me and you want to know something about, about me or, or anything about my recovery journal, you can, you can email me. You can direct message me. Just send me a message. You know, I'd, I'd love to answer some questions here, um, you know, during these, these podcast episodes. But, you know, I, I think there have been times in, in my life where I have listened to someone's story and that story has become intimidating to my story. I, I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if that's just me, but, you know, sometimes I can look at, at my recovery and I say, wow, you know, I, I never did that. Or, I mean, geez, I, I, I never spent that much time in jail or, you know, I, I never did that drug. And, and, and I start comparing because we, we always compare. I mean, life is all about comparing. That's what we do. Um, we try not to do it, but we do it. And I think we even do it when we look at, at our recovery journeys. And sometimes I would just get intimidated and, and start feeling guilty about the fact that I was struggling over something that didn't seem nearly as bad as the person that had just talked. I don't know. Has, has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been in a, in a situation where, you know, someone's speaking and they're sharing their story and, and I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. And, and I mean, it's horrible. Everything that happened to them is just, just completely almost fantastic to the point where if someone says, do you have anything? And you're just like, nope, I ain't got nothing. <laughs> I don't, I don't have anything to say that could, I mean, I don't, I just don't want to, don't want to come behind that. And I think, I think that there's a gift and, and a talent and a skill to sharing a story um, and not bragging about it. You know, sometimes we get caught up in the, in the glamour of, of addiction. And I just, can I be honest? There's nothing glamorous about it. There's, there's nothing glamorous about addiction. You know, someone has sent me an article the other day. I'm going to grab my phone and see if I can find it. But she was talking about how the opioid addiction or epidemic in Indianapolis, Indiana, led to an increase in HIV. There is nothing glamorous about trying to get high and ending up with HIV. There's nothing, nothing glamorous about that piece. I don't, I don't care how you wrap it up. You, you can't tell me that I'm going to be excited about getting the best high, 
getting as high as I possibly can, but the consequence is AIDS. I mean, damn. Right? You know, at, at, at some point, at some point, we have to, we have to recognize that we're sharing our story to, to show our shared humanity, right? We're sharing our story to show that, that alcohol and drugs doesn't discriminate. We're sharing our story to show that it's not about survival, it's about recovery, There's only been one person's story that I can almost recite in bits and pieces. It was just that good that I can remember in, in all of my decades of, of, of going to, to different meetings. And I, I, I don't really go to meetings now, but um, I went to a conference last year. and It's a conference for African-American women. It's up in L.A. And um, they meet, I can't even think of the name of the women in, I don't know, I'll put it in the notes when I, when I jot the notes for this, this episode. But anyway, this woman um, was the keynote speaker, and she's closing out the event. And the first thing she says when she gets up, and I, I want you guys to, to catch this, hear this. The first thing she says when she gets up and walks up to the mic is she says, I recognize how important this moment is for me to be the final speaker of the weekend and for my message to be potentially the last message you people hear before you leave, I recognize how important this is. And then she goes on to tell her story and and she talks about her life and she talks about the mistakes that she made. She, She talks about the people that helped her along the way. She talks about how she changed and how she evolved and how she continues to grow. And I just, you know, I remember saying, damn, that's, if, if, I ever, if I ever decide to speak, that's how I want to be. And I, 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 I strive, I, I strive to figure out how can I be that, where I can be honest and authentic but at the same time, inspiring and motivating. If you're, if, if you're a speaker or if you have an opportunity to speak about your story, remember what you're saying may be the last message that the person that's sitting in front of you hears. Don't let it be all about you. Put enough of you in there that they can relate to but put more of the motivating things that you did to get you to where you are now. That's what's going to stick. And that's the secret sauce, right? The secret sauce is not your story. We all got a story. We all got a story. The secret sauce really is how you overcame your story. Um, trade war stories, right? Uh, Google it. It was a, it, it was a great uh, still is a great Tupac tune. He he's at his best. The music is is lit. It's crazy, right? Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think my, I, I I think that's my third episode. I have finally dropped three, and um, we're gonna keep doing this. We're gonna keep doing this thing. <laughs>